So you're, you're listening to Fanatsu. Um, yeah, it's a good vibe today. I just finished my thesis defense, um, which will also be uploaded. Yeah. <laughs> which will also be uploaded. <laughs> so that, that'll, that'll also be uploaded as a Fanatsu podcast episode. Um, you guys are welcome to share your thoughts on the uh, Fanatsu Facebook forum, as usual. And... Uh, yeah, so it, this is sort of a, a celebratory gathering of um, uh, friends, uh, allies, uh, comrades, whatever. We have pizza, squeaky chairs, um, <laughs> KFC, so yeah, good times. But anyways, so we're here to uh, reflect on the, the uh, <clears throat> well, that was two in a row, the uh, Respect the Chamorro People rally. So there, there's a lot to unpack, I think. There's a lot that, that went on. And I think that there's it has implications that we need to uh, seriously consider and good implications. I think um, I got a lot of very positive vibes from the from the rally. So, but yeah, so we we also have a, a couple new new faces here on the podcast. There's uh, Rizelle Amparo. She's the creative director for GIF. Ooh. What? Ooh. Okay. Yeah, she's. Um, <laughs> Uh, communication mastermind. Uh, we also have uh, Shannon McManus's sister. Hey. Don't Sh- tell me. Sh- Shabon. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. And Jess is here again. Yeah. Yay. Welcome Yay. back. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. So without further ado, I mean, um, guys, um, the rally. Uh, one favorite part from Friday. Anybody? That's not fair. One. <laughs> okay, name, you can name a couple. Yeah. Um, just kick it off. Get us started. Okay, my favorite part was when. Okay, wait. Did I just do this? Yeah. Oh, don't do that. Oh wait, don't do I that. I have to listen to that later. Oh, so. sorry. Oh, just meant that too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My bad. Yeah. Um, my favorite part was when um, Melvin like delivered that like such badass like fiery like speech and then like just like walked away from the mic like and let his words like ring into like the space yeah exactly that was amazing like i've had to go back and listen to it a couple of times because it was just there was a lot to unpack mm-hmm. yeah but um one of my favorites was can you still be chamorro without a sanahi and a guam t-shirt yeah Ooh. that was good I think um, there, there was probably a lot of uh, guys out there who just looked down for a second. Just <laughs> and were like, oh, shit. <laughs> you talking about like, me? What about you, uh, Siobhan? Were you, were you at the rally? Yes. So, nice. Um, you have to I was, okay, sorry. Okay, hang on. Just come close. Okay, yeah. We're good. Um, actually, I was talking to Shannon actually earlier today. Uh, not so much like a favorite part, but just a part of the rally was seeing like all the different generations represented. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was like looking at your past, your present, and your future 
having dialogue with each other. And I think that was really important for maybe, like, younger Chamorros my age, right, who think that, like, our individual choices as Chamorros don't have a collective impact. But then being there and seeing visually, like, you hear from uh, Carmen... Uh, Casper Bauer. Yeah, Casper Bauer. And you hear from someone who's not reading from documents from post-World War II land seizures. She's talking about things that actually happened in her Mm -hmm. life, right? Whether or not you can speculate about, oh, how true that is. It was, you're hearing these people who are living, not artifacts, right? Chamorro is not, we're not historical artifacts. These, our land has, like, we're living here and we've been here. And so seeing that and seeing our past kind of speak to us, like my generation, and then seeing younger children there and seeing, okay, we are being passed a torch. Maybe we don't know how to handle it, but, and then seeing the generations who we're trying to steward this movement for, that was very powerful to me because I think it's easy because I was one of those tomorrows, right, who was like, okay, I'm going to go off island. I'm going to get an education. I'll come back. And it's easy to think that individually, like, I can decide, you know, what it means to be a tomorrow and to perpetuate my identity. But then you come here and you're like, uh, like, my choices have an impact on all of these people here. It doesn't matter if I'm related to you, right? It's, it was the visual of seeing that, like, this movement is not just about me. I, I'm obligated to, this, to these people and to that person over there sitting across the field that I don't know. But they, they wear my, uh, you know, they, they look like me. They, we have the same blood running in our veins. Mm-hmm. We know, like, our families were were all like affected by the war and by everything that we're talking about right and so I think that was yeah so that part of just visually being able to see Guam's history and not reading it from a textbook but but having yeah yeah, having a physical tangible uh way to interact with these what yeah with Guam history was Mm. probably the most impactful thing for me because I think it's one thing to read about it in a Chamorro class that you feel obligated to go to. And it's another thing to be there with your friends after you just came from Wendy's and then you're (laughs) sitting there and you're like, this is not, you know, this is my history. Mm -hmm. And it's talking back to me and it's asking me to participate. So that was really important. Yeah. (laughs) And it, yeah, I was crying during, (laughs) at the end of uh, all of those speeches. And I think we all were. That's that's a beautiful um, uh, perception, Siobhan. Um, I think, you know, at, at the thesis defense, we were talking about how um, there are people like Dave Davis who who deny um, uh, the the history, mm-hmm. the uh, thousands of years old history of, that Chamorro people have um, here in the Marianas. But then it's equally as bad when um, people only value us for um, our past. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have uh, institutions like GBB who... In their commercials, they perpetuate um, just uh, artifacts, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, things from our past. And when we're painted into that corner, what is it? What is that actually saying? Is, is it saying that um, tomorrow's only exist in the past, and that we're not here in the present, that we don't matter now? So, uh, it's it's really it's great that you picked that up. Mm-hmm. And how old are you? You're twenty one. <laughs> just. Yeah. She's the smart one. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I'm challenging. <laughs> oh, man. I think we need two mics over there. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So what about you, Nicole? Oh, 
Oh no, I don't want to follow that. Do uh, whatever. You pass to that someone else. else. Oh, come on. Um, just say that poem again. <laughs> just, I'm just gonna just take three and a half minutes to spit a whole poem. Um, <laughs> no, it's gonna. I don't know if it'll sound a little cliche, but I guess like my favorite part of the whole rally was the end when everybody sang Unu hit, <laughs> and I I just like you know I like felt it like. This whole, like, I felt like everything was culminating to that one point where, like, we really were all one. You know, like, there were people, I loved, like, the Chucky's Hammer sign, <laughs> the, the Chucky's in support of Chamorro people. You know, there were there were people from, like, you know, we were talking about uh, yeah. micro, micro, microaggression, but there was no micro, microaggression that day. Absolutely. It was, it was like, like, everybody united, like. It may not have been, you know, it may not have been their cause or they may not be able to vote, but they were there in support of us. Mm -hmm. And I guess in that moment, I really, that's what I felt. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of felt like we were all family. We were all one. Yes. You know, we were, who knew it? Beautiful, yeah. Man. All right. So, yeah, Ray? Oh, no, you know what? Here. Okay, my bad. So, so Roselle Amparo, um, you... <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so... So... <laughs> yeah, so Roselle, Roselle Almonds. Um, uh, I, I, I think... Um, your your per, uh, perspective would be especially interesting because you you are not a a, a Chamorro woman, not at all. No, but <laughs> but but you've lived here uh, practically all your life. Is that right? And um, yeah, but still, you you found you found this space uh, for yourself, um, a space of uh, of knowing and understanding the struggle of Chamorro people. And um, you know, what, what what was it like for you being at the rally um, after? you know, weeks of weeks, maybe even an entire month of just uh, like an emotional roller coaster and, you know, that confusion of not knowing where you fit in 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 this struggle. So it's hard because like even though like oh gosh, I'm already starting to cry. Oh god. <laughs> Welcome to Sorry. the club, yeah. <laughs> this is just Bring how I on. am. I cry about everything. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> because like you know, after the the ruling, yeah. right, in general, like, there was just a lot of people talking about it who are basically on my side of the fence, where we don't, you know, have ties to the land, but we've, this is all I know, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I think there's, like, hold on, sorry, <laughs> let me just formulate my thoughts really quick, um, Sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, Okay, so I'm just going to talk and just see if it makes sense really quick. Okay, so, like, I guess there's a lot of confusion because people feel like we are being told we don't have any say in the issue, when that's not necessarily true. Like, it's not that we don't have any say, it's they feel like we don't have any part because people are hearing, you know, racism, Chamorro only, when, like, they're not 
being introduced to the heart of the problem, which is that there is a voice that hasn't been able to speak for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be told they can't speak. And that's why people like who are Filipino, who have grown up here, are taking um, offense to that because they don't want their words to be um, suffocated or to be pushed down, but also they're not realizing that's exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm to the Chamorro people that they're trying, to, that we're mm. trying to fight against, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, like, that's the major thing that I feel needs to be combated, like, for people like me, because, you know, this isn't something that I necessarily talk about w with my family. It's not, you know, like, I've said things to my sisters, but it doesn't really seep into, you know, their hearts. They don't really feel what I feel for it, because they're just, there's something about it they're not relating to. Um, but really what it is, they, is that, you know, my cup of ions, we need to see that this is a struggle for anybody on this side of the world. This mm. is a struggle, it could have been, it could be anybody. Yeah. You know, we're here, we're brothers and sisters, we're, we have tomorrow friends and, fa like, friends, some, some of us married as tomorrow families, yeah. you know, and it's, it's not like, we're being taken out of the conversation. It's just that you have to know your place in the conversation. You know, you can stand behind these people in their fight, but you also have to know that it's not yours. Mm. You know what I mean? Got it. That makes sense. <laughs> Beautiful. I've been... Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to get you out to one of these meetings for so long. So... <laughs> but yes... <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Right. And I do, I will admit that sometimes I feel that too. Like when somebody says, you know, like the initial feeling is like um, somebody saying, you know, tomorrow only, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I, I do, I do initially feel hurt, you know, because again, this is all I know. Mm -hmm. it, there's this like instinctive, oh my God, am I going to kick out? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I don't know anything else, you know, yeah. but that's not what it is. It's not you know, this land can only be tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know, necessarily. It's just that, acknowledge that it is tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, going back to, um, from the thesis defense earlier, like, uh, uh, bringing in Apeli Hal Ofa and, uh, you know, our sea of violence. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, uh, Dr. San brought, talked a little bit about, or she wanted to highlight what I thought was uh, problematic about that, and that's the erasure. But then there's also, like, the happy... Like, the thing that everyone um, latches onto with the Pelihaupa is that the interconnectedness between um, Pacific peoples, Native peoples. Mm -hmm. And okay. so nothing about our history would would uh, t would tell you that, um, you know, just because we, we become independent, like, uh, we all of a sudden will kick all the Filipinos out. Mm -hmm. uh, that's impractical. <laughs> it's unrealistic. And also, um, our people were were connected for millennia, yeah. um, even before a Western administration. So, yeah, I think, um, if anything, there, yes, I, there needs to be more discourse and there needs to be more conversation within the Filipino communities and the Chamorro communities so we can come to this understanding that um, the only people that are making us look at each other um, as uh, um, in, in opposition is... This guy right here, Uncle exactly. <laughs> Uncle Sam, you know? So, yeah, and I yeah. had written that in my blog. You know, it was like, don't let this person mislead us into thinking that we are enemies mm. when that's just not what that's, we're not. Yeah. We can stand together and 
So, you know, the ocean doesn't separate us. It connects us. Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. I know podcast star. I'm going to start requesting, hey, where's... Is that Shenandoah? <laughs> 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 no, no, I, I can totally imagine my grandfather assuming your name is Shenandoah. That was beautiful. Stasia, you have to follow that up now. <laughs> Good luck to you. So, so yeah, um, favorite moment from the rally? Um, or just in general, how are, you, how are you feeling right now? Um, you know, it's it's been... A roller coaster, like we like we said earlier. Um, uh, I think I know for myself, I've gone through a lot emotionally because of all this. But the, the respect that Chihuahua people rally, it was kind of like this collective sigh. Like we, the fight goes on. The fight goes on now. Mm-hmm. So, so where? How are you feeling now? And um, also, your perspective on the rally. Um, I feel a little better because before the rally, I kept having this somewhat negative mentality about my peers like you know like I don't see them like showing up to things and I'm just I was like frustrated and I didn't know how to like share that without people being like what's what's going on with you what's wrong with you but then I think this helped me kind of shift like you know maybe it's just we needed this kind of event you know like to be able to see everyone come out you know and maybe I didn't see like like necessarily all my friends but I saw some people I knew there and it was really great to see people our age show up to the rally and it was like and I think this is also good for them too I bet they were feeling like you know we can do something about it and you know we're not you know powerless I think this is what they needed to empower themselves and to realize you know this is not a silly thing it's not a joke it's you know, it's real, it's happening right now, and we can do something about it, and I think they just need more support within the community and just something about that kind of vibe, um, good vibe that it brings. Um, what I enjoyed about the rally, I also enjoyed um, Melvin's spoken word, too. When I was listening to it, I was like, you know when you listen to a good song or you're like, you take, like you eat your favorite food or you finally drink water, you're like, I, honestly, I felt, I felt so like, oh, man, I love can I hear it again? <laughs> I was like, even even the ending part, I was like, oh man, you're like, either get on that sack, man, or get the fuck out. I'm like, oh! It's like, yes, wake up, man. This is like, this is real talk. And um, I really like that. And I think that's what also helps connect people our age, you know? They they listen to something that's loud and it speaks up and it calls you out. It's not mm-hmm. something that's frou-frou or nice, you know. It's it's something loud and in your face and it's like, you know, this is, you know, listen, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, join us. Yeah. And um, another thing I liked was uh, Jamela Santos's speech as well because um, it was nice to hear, you know, another part of our community, even though they're not Chamorro and how they strongly support us. And it was really... Um, it was nice to hear, like, you know, like, you know, we're so used to, like, feeling bad, like, how other people who are not Chamorro, like, feel bad or, like, excluded, but it was nice. I think for those in the crowd who 
weren't non who weren't chamo that you know i hope that listening to that was good for them it's like you know here are other people who are just like you that may not be Chamorro, but they feel as very much part of this and that they feel that, you know, they have um, a part to play in helping and supporting the Chamorro people. And um, I also like the end when we were all together in a circle. I was like, wow, man, this is like a movie. <laughs> I was like, we're all like holding hands. And it was like one big, and then it reminded me of like afterwards when we were talking, I was talking to someone um, and then it, they were like, you know, it's like a big uh, weave basket. I'm like, oh, my God, it was. <laughs> we made a big weave basket. <laughs> right? I was like, wow. And then, right? See, we're weavers. <laughs> and um, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed that. And I don't know. The rally was really nice. And I felt so at home. And I was like, I, I just, I was like, this is how I, that's how I envision Guam, to, you know, these are, like, for this to be normal, for us to be, like, always um, culturally dancing our dances, not like, you know, Hawaii or whatever, because we have our own dances, and to speak our own language and to sing our own songs, and I was like, wow, man, I felt so at home, and this is normal, this is not, you know, this is just the beginning of what, you know, Guam could become. That may have been a long time ago, and it's still there. You know, it's not lost. It's just, you know, it just needs to be like stirred up. You know, it's it's there. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Now, so Jess, yeah. um, <laughs> come on, man. Pass the mic. Okay. Get ready for some incoherency. Um, my favorite um part of the rally was the subalternity of it, I guess. You know, um, standing around people who aren't privileged, I guess, to the histories and you know the knowledge we find here at the university, and just um finding that they too can still you know embrace what you know what we've embraced and um what we've learned and maybe you know knowing why they're there and what the rally was about but maybe not necessarily knowing the source of why we're there or maybe the consequences of why we're there mm -hmm. it was still just as easy for us to you know light that fire in them that you know somebody lit in us at some point in our education mm -hmm. yeah subalternity like a man he was talking about earlier today in his thesis defense you know Broke as hell, but can still speak. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and you know, some families, a lot of Chamorros, some of them have flourished through this colonial relationship. And that gives off this sentiment like um, everything's fine with us, right? But it's not. And that subalternity is really important to me. I think this um, movement should be kind of centered around it. You know, and um, it's just great that um, Manny... You know, broke as hell, but can still speak. <laughs> can rise out of that, you know, subaltern sentiment or rise up with the subaltern sentiment on his back and that colonial chip on his shoulder and light that fire. Fuck, man. Are you going to cry right now, dude? Because I'm about to cry, man. Man. Thank you, Jess. That was, that was beautiful. Keep that, man. Just keep it. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. The mic is on fire. I think my touch is It's lit. Yeah. 
dude yeah you know jess um honestly i appreciate that you're you're so modest and i know you don't like you don't like to speak on the podcast a lot but there are times when um when you're messaging the group and i'm like what the fuck did that guy just say because it's like <laughs> it's some of the smartest shit i've ever read in my life and i have to read it like five times to, to comprehend what you just said so, so yeah yeah. Yeah. What does it mean? Oh, subaltern. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Man, good stuff. Thank you. All right, Blazer. My favorite part of the rally was um, when uh, when uh, uh, Saina Carmen Casperbar had a trouble reading her <laughs> reading her uh, her speech, and uh, Shannon over here had to had to help her like she's getting lost where she was at. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously she gave a really powerful speech, but uh, that, I thought that was really amusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, the the rally was a uh, was great for all of us and. Uh, we need uh, things like that to keep happening. We need the momentum to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked um, what what it what it did for me was um, I guess helped me realize because I, I I feel like there's a lot of a uh, there's a lot of a uh, stigma surrounding uh, decolonization and uh, the independence mm-hmm. movement and whatnot. And I feel like um, I feel like a lot of those barriers are starting to be broken down. And especially when you have uh, the the recent Davis issue, it's it becomes it becomes a uh, it becomes uh, less ambiguous and it, it's it becomes a very real thing when when it starts knocking on your front door. It's like this is actually happening. This is actually affecting you. Most of the time, we we can you know uh, be comfortable just watching Netflix and eating pizza and just kind of pretend <laughs> pretend nothing's happening, but uh, it's all happening. So uh, uh, I'm glad uh, people are starting to realize that there's a really good turnout. So. Mm-hmm. I think that that showed us that much. Um, yeah. Certainly. And, of course, there's no reason why we wouldn't still have pizza and Netflix <laughs> in an independent <laughs> one, right? I'm yeah. uh, sorry that, that, if that's yeah. that, how that came off. <laughs> 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 pizza and Netflix decolonization. All yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, can, you can have pizza and Netflix and still be concerned about, you know, issues. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So Ed just walked in also. Ed. All right. <laughs> yeah. When it's Ed, you brought your one-ton soup. I got a one-ton soup. Man, was it heavy? Oh, that. <laughs> it's actually really it heavy. a lot of soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one-ton. No, go ahead. Uh, you first. You first. No, I already she, she opened it. Like yeah. She opened it. No, I didn't. Oh, man. You feel too warm. Oh, Maddie, by the way, did you... Uh, Get put the thing on the USB yet? I, 
No, I oh, didn't. Okay. I forgot. Malefazu. Because uh, I've been waiting. Because I know, man. I'm so excited. You just so. got to call me out on the on the podcast. <laughs> no, I, I, no, 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 no. I can edit it. You know, it's just that I, I was just. Oh. Yeah. You know what? I I really act, I forgot. What did I need your help on? You, you said that you need to get a couple of like thirty second scenes on the the Joseph Bradley podcast. Oh shoot! Yeah, and right. I was like, that's a great idea, but I couldn't download it on gotcha. the website for some. Yes. I don't I don't know why. Tiutungo ha, but loa hutungo na what's it? Hutuli si rose USB so that Kosaki hasi rose tuli parahagu. Is that correct? Okay. <laughs> okay, but anyways, so so what are we talking about? So just um couple Okay. Yeah. All right. So there are many things I want to say, but there are only a few things I will say. And that no 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 I'm not trying I'm not, I'm not trying okay <laughs> right so so you know what uh, just just some some things I would just like that I need to say is that you know at the rally you know probably some people you know wouldn't know what's it for some people don't know the exact history as a. Uh, Jesse was wonderfully articulating with his lovable words. <laughs> you know, some people don't know everything about decolonization. Some people, you know, don't even know what colonization is. Some people don't know that Guam is a colony of the United States. But despite that, what I would say is that, you know, let's forget about, you know, the, the knowledge for a second. Let's forget about the reasons. Let's forget about all of that. And let's realize about the feeling. And to me, that was the strongest part for me at being at the rally was just the feeling. You know, you know, I might not know tomorrow. I might not know everything there is to know about decolonization, but I felt something. And just that feeling itself, you know, means the world to me. And I'm sure that each and every one of you from... Manny over there to Jesse, Stasia, and I don't know your name, sorry. Uh, Ray, uh, Dr. Vivacqua. I, I know that you, you all felt the same thing, or hopefully you did, and yeah, I just, I just loved it. Who quads? All right, last but uh, certainly not least. Actually, you know, we still have Issa and uh, Miguel over here. But, um, so reflecting on the rally i learned a very important lesson that day man and uh do you guys know what fomo is fomo fear of missing out so i was in charge of the the outreach table and the petitioners and i had a bad case of fomo you know, so it's like, and then, you know, like, there's, like, five times throughout the whole rally where I was, like, super fugu. And then, like, in the middle of it, some kid would be like, can I have another sticker? And I was like, I gave you a sticker. <laughs> you know, so I, I, like, I felt like I was very, like, a FOMO, man, you know? And I was like, um, I want to be in the weave and woven basket. You know? like, 
you know, you know so I, I was just watching from the sidelines, you know, but I learned a very important lesson, and that was that it takes, you know, like you, everyone has a role to play, you know, and regardless of how small or how large, you know, it was these little roles that contributed to such a beautiful thing. And so I felt guilty afterward, you know, after I made that realization, you know, after I already, you know, after I, like, I was, um, spiritually with you guys in the basket you know I was you know like I you know like I don't need to be in the basket you know like I would love it but like I don't need that to validate my leafiness you know what I'm saying and so uh, you know what but you know like I don't I would have loved to have like held someone's hands in the in the knowing that moment but I'm still with it you know like I'm still feeling it um but I enjoyed the conversations, you know, like, I think I had a, much of it was, uh, can I have some more stickers? And, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I, I really loved uh, kind of everyone getting their feel of, like, the arts and the, the talking points and whatnot, and then kind of coming back to, that's what really kind of did it for me, you know, like, yeah, it's, I, first of all, first off, I appreciate everybody who made time to, to you know, to come to the event, and it's another thing to, like, uh, enjoy like the arts, you know, like how, you know, but it was another thing to take some time out from that and then go seek educational material. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I wish I had seen more people, but I'm very thankful for the people who uh, kind of, uh, you know, like who, who, who did just that. And I had some really nice conversations, you know, so I think a lot of people who showed up for the rally uh, kind of didn't know what was going on as far as like outreach and research for the independence task force and you know and I was kind of sharing with them like some of the talking points that uh, the task force has done uh, I, a lot of people love the idea of the mega you know and then I kind of uh, told them that it's going to be going out to their villages and then they could kind of uh, contribute to their you know like a it's, it's getting small you know it's getting more intimate and intimate and I think that's very needed but um, very, very good conversations. Uh, I didn't get to hear, like, you know, like, I'd, uh, I think there's a couple times where I'm enjoying, like, a speech, and then somebody's like, oh, can you tell me about this? And then, you know, I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> and, then, um, and then later on, I'm like, uh, what, did, what did he say? You know, yeah. like, or what, what did they sing? You know, and then I think after a certain point, they just stopped, through they stopped telling me. But I loved um, Dr. Underwood's mm-hmm. speech, man. Uh, I, it, it just, he said everything that needed to be said at the exact moment, you know, and, and I, you know, and it, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I'm not even going to dare try to like quote it because I'm not, I'm going to butcher it, but he said something along the lines of uh, the Chamorros who are kind of uh, adding to the rhetoric of there's no such thing as a Chamorro, mm-hmm. you know, and I loved how he said something like, if you're confused about your identity, then get the hell out of the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And and that's you know, and that's it's really what it's. Yeah. But beautiful all around, man. Like Nicole killed it with her spoken word. All of these little people giving their little talents, you know, that's what it is. It's like, know what you can give. <laughs> I've never been called little. No, 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 no. 
not their little talents, but given using their enormous talents to contribute to the very, you know, like to the many parts, you know. So I think that's that's the theme, man, and that's the theme of our collectivist people, you know, is we all have something to contribute, you know, we can't uh, solve everything from one task, you know, from one individual, you know, like, uh, or two people, you know, like whatever it is that you can do, do it and give it, you know, and then it adds to the, the epicness, you know, like her thing was giving her spoken word and it just, you know, it was very needed and it added all the elements, you know, so for the people listening, if you feel that you have to be like a political scientist or, you know, a Dr. Yeah. McGett or a Dr. Yeah. Underwood, you know, like, you don't need to do that, you know, just show up. That's enough, you know, like, uh, yeah, never mind. I felt like, I felt the, uh, I was, uh, no. I think the most important thing I did that day was move Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like that the FOMO feeling you're talking about it's sort of like a it's like a practice in um, Buddhist um, you know just like presence and consciousness and just like accepting that um, you are where you are and even though you want to be listening to uh, whoever's speaking right now just you're doing the, the right thing by being right where you're at and just appreciate that yes. so i because i felt that too and i was like Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what do you fear of missing out no but it's a, it's a fish in oh yeah oh yeah yeah oh. Mm. <laughs> you felt like a fish Oh wait, you took Marie, right? Yeah. Because like there's that. like there's like three or four like, fish that are under Pomhole. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me because I don't know. Trash fish. Yeah, yeah, it's trash fish. I felt like I felt like a trash fish that day. Very much like a trash fish. So, I'm really. It seems like uh, we all got. Uh, something something really positive out of out of this rally um and it, it looks like we can all agree on that but now um where would you guys like to see us go from here i mean uh there's going to be there's going to be dead air no doubt i mean between the time that the appeal is uh makes uh, like headlines again so how do we keep um this collective energy alive what are what are some thoughts you guys have i'm gonna start over here yeah Oh, yeah, we had a question about Liberation Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, I guess, oh, sorry. I guess, like, while this is still, like, in, you know, the collective conscious, like, of the island, right, and we are approaching, you know, Liberation Day, and that's, um, it needs to be, the message needs to not disappear into the background. It needs yeah. to be right right there alongside, you know, all the advertising they're going to be doing and all the promoting they're going to be doing for the carnival and all of this. It needs to, the, the, um, I guess because a lot of people kind of just think of it as like, right now, like all I hear about the Liberation Day Carnival is, you know, the casino and, you know, this mayor and that mayor and, 
you know, and it's kind of really convoluted and people are like, I'm not going to the carnival anymore because they charge so much for the games. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you know, like other than that, like the discussion needs to be like at the forefront. Like, why do we have this carnival in the first place? Like, mm-hmm. is it for like mayors to like make money for their villages off of like, you know, gambling? Is it for, you know, like, what is it for? What was the purpose of it in the first place? I mean, it really is one big, like, just display of military might. That's all it is. Every branch of the military marches. It's supposed to be a community event. So, like, I don't know. I'm, like, trying to, like, figure out if I could, like, somehow get myself into the parade, like, as a musician, as a performer, and just have a sign, like, are we really free? Like, like, hopefully, like, right in between, like, the guard, because I know those guys, they're my parties, so, like, they won't be like, yeah, are we? <laughs> but, um... have an independent tent there. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Any, that's... Right across Madeline, just kidding. I think I read... I think I read a blog of yours uh, about regarding the Independence Parade. That this must have been many years back, uh, and you said uh, the focus. I, I must. I must have para, you know para read it, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you said the focus was was shifted to be more like you know uh, USA militarized, uh, mm-hmm. and it shifted f- that to that from uh, more of a celebration of Tremoronis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk on the mic, but I think. Oh yeah, that's true. But um, just to, just for Liberation Day, there's definitely plans to do something for Liberation Day because last year uh, the the independence independent Guahan did outreach at Liberation Day and it was actually really positive and amazing. Like, because that's the thing is that. The, the parade has changed substantially. Like, it used to be very America-focused and military, but now you look and it's every village has a float. Yeah. Every corporation has a float. Like, um, independence could, could have a float. Or at least, a, like, a pickup truck. I will collect flowers. A pickup truck with maybe... With some, yeah, flowers. And maybe Edward, you in the back, kind of, with your voice. <laughs> and so, um, but, I don't know, I mean, I don't know if we should... It may be premature, but one thing that we've discussed, remember you were there, based on the energy from the the rally is that we definitely want to keep it going mm-hmm. in some form. And so tentatively, we're thinking about an, the next rally, like, for July 4th. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and I so, because, yeah. you know, the discussion was at first we should have it on Liberation Day, because mm-hmm. when Nashon Chamorro first formed themselves, they did it on Liberation Day, mm-hmm. but they didn't get, like, a big crowd, and mm-hmm. and so... But the thing is, it's better for us to do outreach on Liberation Day, like go and talk to families, Uh, pass out stickers and T-shirts, give them information, and then we should really try to take or destabilize Independence Day. Because it's one of those those things where why is it that we in the colony of Guam celebrate the independence of the United States? I think why specifically July 4th would be important is because not many Americans you know, Americanized Chamorros understand that our stories are completely parallel with the people we 
you know, say are are are, are, are so benevolent, you know. You know, America, they've given us a lot. And I'm like, do you understand what they praise about their founding fathers that they've said are your founding fathers, which is freedom, right? And they've they had their fight and they got to tell, you know, Britain, like, thank you, you've done enough, but we're okay now, right? Meanwhile, you know, shitting on the indigenous, but that's a different conversation, right? So, but I don't think we are ever asked in, in an American history class, how do our histories parallel the people who are t- teaching us how to pass, you know, U.S. history? Like, what, you know, we don't see, we see the narrative as disconnected, and they teach it as disconnected. You know, Guam history is over here, American history is over here. But they're, you know, every, every independent nation has their own story of how did we become and how did we assert our rights from the empire that was above us. You know, America prides themselves on their narrative, why can't the indigenous be allowed to do that on their independence day, right? A declaration of our independence or our longing for it from the people who pride themselves as the freest nation in the world, right? And there shouldn't and I think that's why it would be super important <laughs> to do that. And then to talking about this is separate, but um outreach, the Micronesian Fair coming up mm-hmm. and how every year I think that would probably one of the, be one of the most important places to talk about independence because you're alongside your Micronesian brothers and sisters who have fought their own fights and many of them stand in solidarity you know, with the Chamorro people. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know this, and I knew this growing up, there's this idea that for some reason the Marianas and Chamorros are separate from the Micronesian struggle, and that's not true. We are Micronesian, I'm mm-hmm. Micronesian, and I'm not Micronesian because I'm Palauan, I'm Micronesian because I'm Palauan and Chamorro. And I think understanding, like, this is what we, you know, they, they're they not any less, and they fought for independence. They're still creating art. They're still modern, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, the Palauan girls will do their dance and they'll change into their T-shirt and basketball shorts <laughs> and then go to Taco Bell, you know? It's like, that's exactly. a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. They're not, like... Uh, Uncivilized, and we've never seen, we've never celebrated Micronesian Fair or advertised it as much as GVB does, as uh, you know, backwards people primitive day. Like, no, it's a celebration of these countries who have worked so hard to get to where they are, and we create space because they are part of our community, and we're part of that. And I think that is the place to talk about independence because this is a vision of who we are, and the regions we belong to, and the regions who have you know given us so much to perpetuate our cultures. I mean, you think about perpetuating tomorrow culture through navigation, like these are the communities who stand beside us and it would be exactly. remiss to not ask them for help in our fight, you know, because they're, they have, they understand what that's like. You know, reading the poet uh, Hermana Ramuri, I was just reading, uh, she writes the Palauan Perspectives and there's a poem she does uh, on freedom. And she's writing this at a time when Palau is longing for their independence. And she writes it in a way where she's uh, asking in a very like benevolent way, right, America to st- come alongside them, no longer as, uh, you know, a, not as a colonizer, but as a friend almost. And she she writes this as a conversation. And I think there's this idea that, you know, Chamorros have to, you know, forget their ineffable Malik spirit in order to do this, you know, really aggressive independent movement. You know, they just want to fight. It's like no, like yeah. I want to be able to say, like, to my kids, you know, years from now, that, like, Inafat Malik is still alive, and that does, that's not divorced from politics, right? I can, I, I participate in the political conversations that are happening in Guam, 
that's not separate from Micronesian fairs and the arts. That's not separate from July 4th and, and fireworks. My identity belongs in all of those places, and that's how I fight for it. And that's how I fight for enough at Malik is by showing up to these boring, you know, appeals, <laughs> testimony <laughs> things, you know. And it's and but that's the, that's what I think out that. But the, but no, but that's what I'm saying, yeah, right? To to a high schooler who only sees tomorrow as you know Festpack. Yeah. In their oh, minds, right. the yeah. outreach has to somehow you have to connect the beautiful, fun things we love to talk about our culture with the hard grassroots work that has to happen in order to keep it alive. There's that disconnect, right? That the work involved is not interesting. Involved, yeah. And, and, and but the beautiful thing about the rally was that f for the first time, for many of them, they got to see that the hard work of grassroots movements equals you getting to perpetuate your identity. Mm -hmm. And that this is not disconnected from who you are. And it's not disconnected from, you know, you get to wear that Sanahi because someone protested, you know, at mm -hmm. these, at these yeah, things. Yeah. And I think that's what outreach can look like moving forward is that connecting and building bridges between things where you know Chamorro youth don't see those connections mm -hmm. so you know and you can do that by you know independent squahan being present at, <laughs> at these other things exactly free stuff free stuff yeah, and food I didn't even get a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> anyways that was my little rant because <laughs> So, who would be on this um, this hypothetical uh, independence float, and what what uh, what we what would our display look like? You know, our 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 hypothetical uh, independence uh, independent Guahan float for liberal reoccupation day. Oh no! <laughs> nice. Lots of young, beautiful girls from Malolo. <laughs> oh man, great! Yeah. Okay, one more, one more. Anybody? Nicole? Uh, yes. I mean, so like, I think this whole liberation idea, like doing it on Liberation Day, is is like such a great thing. Like when I was a kid, I used to be like. Yeah, Liberation Day. I love America. Woo, you know. And then yeah. I kind of like figured figured shit out. And I was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is all some corrupt shit. So I kind of I stopped going to Liberation Day, kind of like like as a personal protest or whatever. That I was like, I'm not gonna go and celebrate these like fuckers who came and reoccupied our island. What the mm -hmm, hell? Mm -hmm. And then last semester, I did I wrote a historiographical essay on unpacking liberation day and i kind of like looked at the history and i read um dr underwood's red white washed and blue and he kind of talked about reclaiming liberation day and how liberation day shouldn't be like you shouldn't view liberation day about about the americans who came back and reoccupied the island mm -hmm. you should view liberation day as the tomorrow's survival you know yes. tomorrow's strength tomorrow's survival and endurance through that hard time. And so I kind of feel like that would be, like Liberation Day would be the perfect time to like do a float or let's say a march in the, you know, march in the parade and have our banners and stuff. And I feel like maybe we should, imagining the float, like we need multiple generations. Mm -hmm. You know, it's important yeah. to have the Manamku there to, to, you know, like kind of honor them. And uh, what did you say? You said something today? 
right? Yes. <laughs> I even I even oh, sent it on the WhatsApp group. What? I'm going to pull it. I'm gonna pull that guy and okay. scroll through my phone real quick. You're not talking about. <laughs> you're not talking about all the crap I I talked about Calvo, are you? Because uh, <laughs> no, you said something. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, you said honor those who came before you, but be ready to scale your own fences, yeah. right? So I thought that was so dope. So we need to honor those who came before us. We need the Manumko on that float to to represent who who we are and who we were. And then we we as the current generation, the youth, right? Quote unquote youth, Jess. Um <laughs> But we need we need we need the 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 millennials, I guess, to to kind of to be there. And then we also need the the Menhoven, the the kids, right? Because um there's a cultural dance group who's like slogan or something is so for those who have yet to come for those who are coming and so i kind of feel like that that needs to be represented on our our fictional float like because that i feel like that's the whole the whole basis behind our movement like the mm-hmm. the the motivation behind our movement is that we can't be colon uh, colony anymore we need to do this for our youth right. you know i was talking to keisha last at the last um, meeting and she was saying she doesn't want her daughter to have to struggle through all of these issues that we're dealing with yeah. and so I kind of feel like that's what we what we're moving towards what we need to to get at is that we need to to set this up so that our children don't have to feel what we're feeling our children don't have to do this don't have to fight mm-hmm. so we have to do the fight for them yeah mm-hmm. Beautiful. that's awesome yeah. yes yeah. we should get like some like Mopoki girls too. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, was that like too literal? Okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, to like paint their bellies. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I don't know. <laughs> oh man! You know, I, I wonder if we could get um a legislator to uh to draft a resolution, Fernando Estevez, um, re- renaming Liberation Day. Like, who knows if it would pass or not? Day? Yeah, it's a reoccupation day. Or, tomorrow, or, su- tomorrow survival day. Yeah, yeah something, yeah. it would have to be empower, more... Empower instead of victimize. Yeah, yeah. it would have to be more uh, more palpable than reoccupation day, for sure. So <laughs> we have to make bit. some compromises. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to make some compromises, but, you know, even if it, if it does or it doesn't pass, like... Um, it's still putting it out there in in the in, yeah. in the consciousness of the people. Like, um, it's not just radicals talking about these things. You know, it's uh, this is something that's elevated to um, the mainstream. So that would be pretty cool, uh, Fernando Estevez. If you're listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> my God, <zoo. laughs> Yeah, cool. Um, Rizal. Oh, I have media. a question. Ooh, ooh, Sorry. Yes, yes. Um, when are you going to officially announce your uh, running for governor? Oh, yes. come on. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> can, can we get an exclusive? Tomorrow, Bernie Sanders. Definitely definitely not the Huey Long, right? I don't want to be Huey Long, Ed. That's her. But yeah, so... So, oh man, I actually talked about that on the latest episode, the music um, feature, um, how um, when I was in Okinawa and I, I had already decided that uh, I wanted to come back and make a difference, I had all these ideas about, you know, um, what I wanted to do 
And uh, the, the way that I, con- I conceptualized making a difference back then was uh, I told people, like, I want to be the governor. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then so, so um, I came after, after, you know, learning more, obviously. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't want to fucking be the governor. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd I'd rather be here with you fine folk, uh, you know, just making a difference. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something a governor would say. So that being <laughs> oh god. So that being said, I, I I would never run for public office. I'm sorry. What but, about what about for the first president of Independent Guahan? Oh yeah, hell yeah. yeah <laughs> well, first, uh, yeah, we need to establish the the socialist uh, or. Native Socialist Pirate Party, NSPP. Yeah, yeah. So we need to draft our constitution. Um, yeah, no, let's let's take it from there. So we'll Write see. The <laughs> yeah. So um, media mastermind over here. Um, let's see. I don't know. What are what are some ways that you think uh, the movement could could be? Uh, elevated and um kept alive during these uh, these quiet moments um honestly just keep the conversation going and uh, like so the way that i kind of think about outreach is who am i trying to reach and like i feel like the people that I would uh, just like I would suggest to reach are people who are like my younger sister's age. She's like 19. She spends all her time on Twitter retweeting crap. She doesn't really pay, pay attention, but like I noticed that she will share things that are like human rights related, and that's something that I like. If she were to share something that's about you know, the tr- respecting the Chamorro people, I would just be so happy to see that yeah. coming from her feed. Mm-hmm. And so there was something that I had mentioned to you a couple days ago that I felt like I just got this, this wind of energy about wanting to try and do, and it's like, it's educating people through social media, um, through very similar me- ways of these viral videos that go around, um, about colonization, because I think there's this issue where people don't quite understand what that means or what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And once you get people to understand how one is colonized, then you get them thinking, wait, I think something's not right here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you go through it in a way that's just telling nothing but the truth, but also in a way that reaches them with empathy, they're going to be like, they will automatically want to yes, go in a direction. To be involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that. Truth. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's ba- that's pretty much what I like what I want to try and do and like I kind of have some notes of how we could possibly go about it which we can discuss mm. you know more in depth later yeah. but that's something that I feel like really needs to get out there because once you get them with the root of the problem then they'll just automatically feel met, like you know attracted to the other options mm-hmm. so. We need really to good. we need to be digital natives right Manny yeah. <laughs> digital natives yeah, yeah. yes on your profile but just to echo what uh Rizelle was uh kind of talking about and that was you know like uh how 
you know, she's always supposed to be posting crap, but mm-hmm. she every now and then she'd post something in regard to human rights. And I think that's something that we need to reclaim is that it's a discussion in regard to the U.S. Constitution. Mm-hmm. But even prior to that, or no, it's not maybe, but uh, <laughs> but uh, even more importantly, it's we, we need to shift it. We need to kind of expand it outwardly so that people can realize that this is a conversation of international rights, you know, and something much bigger than the U.S. Constitution is the United Nations Charter, you know, and there's signatories to that charter, you know, so I think we need to, maybe we can start plugging in, like, little, like, article, blah, 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 you know, just a... But then, like, another thing, and uh, to kind of keep the conversation going and kind of keep the, you know, like, this wave that we have right now, and maybe it's, like, a personal thing, but... You know, okay, and this is coming from someone who is an ally of the Independence for Guam Task Force, a non-Chamorro, who is a white American, and he's very supportive, you know, and I I look up to him very much. And something happened recently where, and I don't know what it is, we haven't really talked about it, but uh, he kind of felt that he wouldn't have a home in an independent Guahan, you know, and this is a very educated man, you know, he's very supportive of a lot of the things we do. So, you know, I, I started questioning a lot of things like, man, what made, you know, like what was it? I hope it wasn't from any of us that kind of led him to come to that realization, that false realization. But, and then it kind of, it makes me, uh, and then I think again too, is like with counter narrative, okay, is it a declarative statement or is it a persuasive argument? You know, so I feel like countering things, we have to work you know, it's it's such a shitty feeling that you have to work just as hard to... It's such a hard thing to challenge the status quo that we not only we do we have to control our hurt and our frustrations, yeah. but we also have to communicate it so that it's appeasing to the status quo perpetuator, you know? So it's, it's a shitty thing, you know? But I think uh, to kind of keep the momentum going, I think we need to be more conscious of our style. Mm-hmm. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? No, yeah. Absolutely. And... And but it's totally understandable, you know, and uh, you know, and it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do, especially when people are like, don't practice that towards us. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think if there's one thing that we can, can take from the rally is that the there was no hate, there was no anger, you know. It was very much just love and kind of positive and hope, you know, and optimism. So I hope that we can take that kind of uh, energy and the, those feelings and, and you know, and kind of use it in situations that aren't the most, e- you know, that are, aren't the easiest kind of places to use it. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. So I just, the non-Chamorro uh, supporters of independence, I hope that you guys don't ever feel in that way. You know, you know, uh, yeah. No, I yeah. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah, it is. And so not only are we expected to, like, uh, uh, you know, I, and, and coming from myself, it's like when you first kind of um, are educated on things like this, you, you're angry. You know, it's like a grieving process, you know, and everyone kind of goes through the process differently or skip steps or, you know, no, the, no one goes through the process the same way. So, and so it's, it's, it's just a really shitty thing that we have to, we, you know, we have to be super duper conscious. Yeah. No, that, that's definitely something that's uh, come to my attention as well. Um, I have a, someone on my friends list who I think is a pretty awesome dude. Uh, he's an artist. Um, and, uh, but 
there there was a, a snapshot that I took of, of someone's um oh yes. Uh his last name Mendiola. Uh but he hmm? Yeah, yeah, okay, that's, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, so so I took a snapshot of his of his post. He shared um the Luke Davis video and then um like the whole thing was just like a, it was a there there was a hint of uh like Maget bashing uh, beard beard bashing in there and then um but also like <laughs> you know um claiming claiming falsehoods and uh, his opinions as uh as unquestionable truths and um that panting is not ray that's uh <laughs> that's you shouldn't have uh, said that so they can think that it is ray, ray wants independence <laughs> i'm a trashy fish <laughs> Oh my god, that's great! It's the craziest podcast. <laughs> oh man! Sorry, sorry, I brought a dog into it. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. Um, so he was like, uh, he was like, why are you perpetuating this this negativity by sharing this guy's post? And um, I'm like, bro, it's like the last thing. I've been called as negative. I mean, like everything we do is, is about perpetuating a hope. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, so, and then like he, he went on to describe, uh, the movement as elitist. And that's why, you know, oh, that broke as hell. Yeah. That's why, <laughs> that's why that was still fresh in my mind. But I'm like, yeah. I'm not elitist. Like, you know, I'm over here struggling, man. Like, so, um, so yeah, it, it's something that we do need to be conscious of. Um, our, our place as uh, um, people who have who've had the privilege to uh, have a college education, I guess. But see, I also I'm, I'm not sure where where I fit in in that because everything I try to do is to get what we know out into the public. That's mm-hmm. the whole the 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 ideology the ideology behind this podcast is uh, you don't have to pay money for this. This is free programming. This is basically like a condensed uh, one hour uh, Chamorro studies course for, <laughs> for our free. listeners. <laughs> and it's free. So I yeah, it's it's still it's a weird place for me. Um but it's definitely something that we do need to be more conscious of. Um that yeah. sucks. Yeah. You know like I think it's necessary, though, because I'm thinking of where I was before. And I think, you know, like, I, at some point, someone gave me, like, that knowledge. And, and like, I don't remember, like, my dad, like, condescending to me and, like, asking me, like, well, why don't you know? I think it's, like, an awakening has to happen for a lot. And, like, for a lot of Chaboros, it's not, like, malicious. It's just, like, apathy or just... I don't know. Mm. Right? Or and like and what we were talking about earlier which I think Jess touched on which I think is so important is the individualistic mindset that says as long as you're good, you're cherry, nothing is wrong. Mm. The American dream says if you have your house and your dog and your picket fence and your like land in Nimitz, who the hell cares? Like how like what am I complaining about, you know? Like but I think there's that like inherent in that understanding right of that like oh you're just elitist you guys like to talk about like these liberal ideas that have no bearing on my life that's an individualistic mindset that was imported here right because to be a pacific islander is to say everything like i what's yeah and 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 everything and what 
the decisions I make affects the village down the street, right? To be to be a Pacific Islander is to know. Like yeah, is that like that like that? Sorry. Sorry, not to cut you off, just to no. add to what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but, um, or like how, um, Dr. How do you say her name? Dr. Teresia Teowak. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just recently passed. She talked, she gave this talk about how, um, when she had finally learned how to weave a mat, that she was more proud of that than her PhD. And that, like, in, in a Pacific, like, in her whole island of Kiribati, like, her, like, cousins were like, why would you, like, you went and got, like, all this education, and you're like, why would you want to learn how to weave? Like, that's so beneath, like, what you've already done. You've, you're already, like, at this level of, but but her being a Pacific Islander, a true Pacific Islander, being like, no, like, there's, like, we respect all kinds of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the independence movement has done a really good job at, like, representing, um, you know those the different knowledge bases that the learning is not only coming out of the university a lot of the a lot of the learning is coming from like our cultural dance groups and like our our um cultural our our uh, chamorro language um perpetuators you know our our zoempti right our our, our manumku and like people that like may not have gone to college they still have something valid to contribute mm-hmm. so that idea that like there are different um, places of learning and learning doesn't only happen in the university yeah. and so maybe for people to see more of that they're not seeing it in that mm-hmm. context because I think they're looking at independence and it's this coalition and it's like got fancy podcasts and things like that mm-hmm. and they use like big words that even I don't know subalternate what is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> penultimate I don't know but um but yeah but that idea that like that's not necessarily true and we just need to help people to see that that's not true that it is that at the rally it was a very visual audible representation of our Mm -hmm. island Mm -hmm. in its you know what it really is in its true form it's like who's who's to say that our indigenous epistemologies are any less than are any less than what we learn here at Mm -hmm. uog Mm -hmm. you know like like what you were saying tercia tara said like Mm -hmm. Like, I'm an apprentice weaver, and I think the first time that I ever made a guagua, mm-hmm. like, I was so proud. I, I, like, I took it around, and I showed, like, every single family member. I was like, yo, I, look what I did. Like, I could I could go fish. I have no clue how to go fishing, but I could but do I it could. now. Because I got my own guagua that I made myself. Like, and so, like, I was so much more proud. Like, I've never taken a paper that I wrote for, like, gender in the Pacific or anything. Like, I've never taken a paper and, like, oh, look at this paper I wrote. It's 20 pages long. Like, whatever. But, like, that guagua was, like, it was such an accomplishment to to do the whole process from, like, cutting it off, cutting the branch off the tree and knowing how how to do it properly so you don't kill the tree to, like, skin, you know, like, separating the leaves from the bad bad deck and then Mm -hmm. doing the whole process was so much more fulfilling than sitting in the mark and doing archival research. Yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. And I think that's, that's so valid. The Chamorro Youth Conference that's coming up, it's on April 27, April 28. The, the official title, I don't think. Oh, it's Youth Conference. Just the Youth Conference? Okay, so the youth conference that's coming up. The, yeah, oh my God. The, the, un, the untitled youth conference coming up on April 27 and April 28. It's specifically for outreach to, you know, high school or high school age students to come. And the question the conference is asking and what the first day is going to be covering is 
on identity and what does it mean to be Chamorro? Because I think that's part of why um, you know, uh, this, you know, moving from the rally is, that's going to be the question that's on everyone's mind is what do I need to perpetuate? Because, you know, why is my identity actually at risk? And so that's part, that's a way of uh, outreach that's coming and they're, they're going to be talking about that and, and asking high schooler, you know, high school age people like, I know. Okay. And Nicole's going to be speaking at that. Yeah. 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 With the arts, yes. representing the arts. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Bring it to the manhopes. <laughs> so while, while we're waiting man for Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, manhopes. I'm old. I'm not dating now. She's cool. Oh, man. So really cool. Um, I, I, I know we talked about how the rally was a really, um, it was awesome as a, as a place to visualize the just the mass of people who support mm-hmm. decolonization but interestingly i was told uh was that yesterday or two days ago that fanogi the fanogi uh um fo- fo- sorry photo challenge got 500 uh participants what? yeah wow. so yeah 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 uh, so 500 over over 500 but um like when you think about that and then you look at the rally, like we got we got well over 500 uh, mm-hmm. actual people there, too. So mm-hmm. it's like, where do you how often do people see that where like your digital interaction, mm-hmm. your digital participants are also your physical participants? Yeah, right. So that's so crazy. 500. I have no idea. Yeah, that's something I noticed at the rally. Like Jess and I were doing the surveys of um, of the different people. Right. Like, are you tomorrow? How old are you? Where are you from? What? Uh, political status you support and then we asked them where they got um their information like what who who told them about the rally and most of majority of them were like oh i saw it on facebook oh i saw it on social media it was on instagram or it was on on the news or something so like back to what rizal was saying that social media we need to be digital natives social media is such uh like a powerful tool for us and like um like back in march right um i tweeted uh, why are we only proud to be tomorrow in March? Mm-hmm. And that was like the most retweets I ever got. And it was like, oh, it was you? like from a bunch of, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right? So like, it was like strangers. That sounds super uh, It was like strangers or kids. Yeah, yeah, follow me at uh, Nicole Palanchonku. I don't, I don't really know okay. if that's what it is. I don't know. But, um, you know, like that was the most retweets I ever got. And it was from like high school kids or, you know, like from, from people who I don't even know, you know, like I, I literally just met Shannon but know. you know like and so and she said she retweeted it so I think that social media like we need to make a independence task force Instagram uh, Twitter Twitter yeah we need an independence Twitter that we can you know and then also that side thing where we can passively aggressively tweet oh, yeah, yeah. tweet bad things oh. Oh. that's oh. not related to independence at all <laughs> <laughs> edit sorry <laughs> Sorry, we're causing we're causing a lot of editing work for Manny. <laughs> Edit again because we said it. Yeah, they don't exist. What? Yeah, that doesn't exist. Uh, completely unrelated to anything that we were just talking about. Yeah. But yeah, we. Oh man. Edit that out too. Edit that out too. <laughs> Oh my God. Just, there's cut. 
disturbed that our dog pants are So we'll all know what was happening. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, so let's get on that uh, Twitter page for insta- in- for uh, what are we? Yeah, Independent yeah. task force. Yeah. The, there was questions about the youth. Conference. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the unnamed youth. Conference. The unnamed youth. Conference. I called it for Psych. Yes. So April twenty seventh and twenty eighth will be the first and hopefully not the last. Send Guaita how two thousand seventeen youth conference or for this year's 2017. And so it's an open at the Guam Museum. Uh, they're going to tour the Tomorrow Zoo exhibit. It'll be followed by a discussion on identity formation and what it means to be a uh, youth of a Chamorro youth and as well as a, Gua, a youth of Guahan or a youth of Micronesia. It's not a, uh, it's not a racist-based thing <laughs> for the officials listening. Um, <laughs> Uh, then uh, we're going to go into a political status discussion followed by a, a political status debate. And one of the cool things, and I'm super proud of this, and it was it was from the School of Ed girls, but so like uh, one of the activities is that each, when they break out for like their little small discussion, each group will get like a map of, or, you know, like a island of Guam. And then um, they're going to have descriptors of each of the different task forces but they're just going to kind of be, you know, like just untitled. yeah, untitled and randomized. And then they build their own ideal Guahan. And then afterward, we're going to have them compare it to, uh, we're not going to put uh, free association, this is what it looks like, statehood, this is what it looked like. We're just going to put option A, B, and C so that they don't come with their own biases and right. kind of associations for the, the terms. So they're literally basing it off of what, they the descriptors are so that's it nothing else and so then then they're going to compare it to what they created for their dream guahan and then uh we're going to have a debate and then the next day and it's going to be co-hosted by or co-emceed by shannon (laughs) (laughs) and uh the next day is going to be um and it's so cool so we're asking for like uh tomorrow language speakers um uh, cultural artists, environmentalists, we're asking for LGBT, we're asking for Femalawan. So there's going to be like breakout discussions on Fiatna Femalawan, like a Dikiki one. There's going to be LGBT discussions, there's going to be language of youth. So it's going to be like facilitated by Fuuna, Hilaan, and Maina. So it's, you know, so it's going to be for the youth, by the youth. And it really is to reflect on the past. Engage the present to empower for tomorrow. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. so I'm awesome. excited. <laughs> that is cold. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's the theme. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, we were going to ask you if you'd like to do some work with it. Um, Whoa, like, what would I do? Like, uh, do you like want me to, like, just tell kids, like, you see, <laughs> yeah. you see how they colonize us? <laughs> 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 just do that. <laughs> Yeah. Very straight. <laughs> 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 scared free, dude. Scared free. Oh, man. Yeah, man, let me know. Uh, if there's any way I can help out yeah. that doesn't involve uh, scaring children <laughs> <laughs> stepping out of their doors, um, yeah, let me know. I'm down. Awesome, guys. Um, anything else? Anything else you guys want to, you guys just need to, uh, like, air out or um, something that, that you've been you've been um, dwelling on any ideas you've been trying to formulate that you know you feel like you need soundboarding on or 
Everyone good? Ed? All right. Stasia. I mean, I'm just curious what you guys' um, thoughts are. So when I was telling someone about the rally, and then I was letting them know, and then they're like, what's the rally for? Don't the Chamorro people know they have rights? So I'm just wondering, like, what are your thoughts and what that means to you? Like, how would you have responded to that? And that was very interesting. Like, hmm. um, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Anyone else want to jump on that first? Jess. Wait, so what was your question again? Um, I was talking to someone oh, about, I was letting them know <laughs> that about the rally that, w that happened recently, and they were like, what's the rally for? Don't they know? Don't the Chumo people know they have rights? Right. And like, how would you have responded to that? Okay. Well, did you? You got it, Ed? Did you want? Yeah, yeah. Try it out. So, I was born in the the deepest corners of the internet. <laughs> so, 4chan, Reddit, I was there. I was there in the beginning, and I will be there in the end. I am everywhere there at once. Oh my God! And from and from where I was born, I learned a special skill, and that is how to troll, and most importantly, how to respond to trolls. And so the. The question, you know, is someone asks you, you know, do Chamorros, do they have, you know, don't they have rights already? Don't they know that? Yeah, don't they know they have rights? <laughs> See, the, the thing is, is to, you know, not to answer with, you know, big words or not to answer with studies or anything. That never works. <laughs> Believe me, Van Hongitsu, you know. And for that particular instance, I'm just going to assume, I'm just going to assume that that person obviously is, you know, uh, does not want independence. They're satisfied with the status quo. And so I would, I would then say to that person is, you know, do we have something that impacts them directly, personally? I'll be like this. And again, this might sound racist, but don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not being racist. I got, I got to appeal. I'll be like this. I'll be like this, you know. Hey, man, don't you want the power to uh, deport those, uh, those other uh, Micronesians, you know? Don't you want the power to not only decide to who to deport, but to control your own immigration? I mean, don't you want the power to... Uh, fish in your own waters, in your own EEZ zone without these federal regulations. You know, there are many rights that we personally don't have, whether you are Chamorro or not. So I would personally say you got to appeal to that direct rhetoric that hits that person home. So probably a big thing would be immigration, would be, you know, uh, economic control with all these mentioned federal regulations. They'll be like, ah, damn federal regulations. <laughs> Guarantee you. Like, damn federal regulations. Ah, federal government. Yeah, I just mentioned something like that. I'm, I, I know it's good to go into the indigenous, the, you know, the native uh, rhetoric arguments, you know, all that. 
like biggest, yeah. yeah it's the appeal to the the oh, ethos I'm, um, and recently it was that comment who was like, um, I don't see the feds restricting your right to breathe, live, oh. and eat, and like do things like that. Yeah, like, that's... Very, very kind of like generalization of, um, you know, you guys aren't like suffering. I don't see you guys getting arrested in the streets. This isn't like, you know, why is your movement, um, you know, why are you guys like saying you're oppressed? Like, this doesn't right. look like all black, like Black Lives Matter. This doesn't look like Standing Rock. No one's like exactly, and so people are like, there's a disconnect, right? So it's like, um, there's a disconnect. So like what you're saying, like yeah. with your younger sister, she's like, oh, like th- those things hit home for young people. Like they 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 get worked up over like Standing Rock, and they get worked up over like Black Lives Matter. But then when it comes to this, you're like, this is the same thing. Like why aren't you making that connection? Exactly. They're like, and they don't all look the same. Yeah, but exactly. It doesn't mean it's not happening, and that's right. part of what I was talking about when saying. Like, we need to educate people on what being colonized looks, looks like. like yeah. Because just just because we look comfortable sitting in our mm-hmm. seats in here doesn't mean that Guam is right. colonized. Right. You know what I mean? There's still the, the landlessness, the poverty, the growing homelessness, non-communicable exactly. diseases. Not everybody dies from diabetes <laughs> at 50 years old. Like, that's not, like, normal. Not everybody... Mm-hmm. Um, has military like recruiters coming to their elementary schools and being like, they paid for my college. Do you want to go to college? Everybody take an ASVAB. You're required. That's not a normal thing in like schools in like the California school district and the Seattle school district. Like that's colonization. And people like are like, well, that's not so bad. Like they're giving mm-hmm. us jobs. So it's like, oh, how do you but make the like connection? that's just like conditioning, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, getting people to say, oh, yeah, this is all great, you know? They're, and they buy into that. They buy into this idea that, mm-hmm. like, we don't have anything to offer ourselves, mm-hmm. yep. you know what I mean? Which is exactly what we're trying to combat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Recent, recently in, uh, in Jess and I, in our uh, Gender in the Pacific class, there was this guy... Who were named Nameless? Who's <laughs> basically the whole time, like for oh, for like a whole so hour. So it's like a three-hour class. For a whole hour, he kind of like argued that there are different there are different levels of oppression, oh, and God. that some oppression is not as bad as other oppression, and we need to pick our battles and kind of just like you know you can't you you shouldn't. Um, be so nitpicky about like the varying levels of oppressed you are you know like yeah it's oppression but it's not that bad so deal with it and I swear like everybody in the whole class was about to like beat the shit out of this guy (laughs) like I'm not even kidding I was so mad like I was about to walk out because I was about to like like commit a felony or something I was so upset and he like and it wasn't just one class like he brought it up again in another class and this guy just drives me insane but you know that he he, this mentality that that we're not as oppressed so we shouldn't worry about it we're not being shot in the streets or we're not being you know like like held captive or whatever or you know like people are saying that we have rights and you know like it's like, you can't just say, you, who are you to tell me how oppressed I am? Mm-hmm. You know, who are you exactly. to tell me how I feel about you coming to my land and telling me what to do and how to live my life? So that's kind of like, oh, I really hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, in response to like Stacia's question, like, I would have said like, what was your question? Can you say your question again? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't you don't you know that don't the Chamorros know that they have rights? Like, 
I would have said, like, Magahe, yeah, we, we know we have rights. That's why we're doing this. Like, other people don't know that this is our right to decolonize. And that's why we're here. Nicole, when are you going to run for president? Gotta, I'm working on it. Let me, let me get my PhD first in indigenous politics. Then I'll, I'll be set. Awesome. To add on to what Nicole was saying, I do agree. Like, why do we have to? Like, we shouldn't wait until like people are getting shot in the streets. Exactly. You know, why do we? Mm-hmm. That's not being proactive. That's being reactive. Mm-hmm. And right. what we're doing right now is proactive. And you know, they need to they need to jump on the boat mm-hmm. <laughs> and get on the sackman. Yeah. Yeah. with us. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah. No, but um did um I'm pretty sure you guys have are, are in some of the WhatsApp groups where like a couple months ago, like someone flipped out over in, in the increased presence in of uh of sailors on Guam. Mm. And um someone was like, Holy shit, they're here because um like I, I uh my party told me that um there's a, a North Korean submarine <laughs> oh like God. uh um, in our in our economic zone or whatever, and like that's why there um there's uh, sailors here. Um, and like I don't know about you guys. Have, wait, first of all, did you guys see that? It yeah. was like a huge like yeah. influx. So you, yeah. yeah. And they were all like super drunk in the hotels and yeah, yes, it was like yeah, uh, yes, yes. It was. I remember it was around that time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, actually, it was. So if you if you had gone out um to Tuman or experienced um. Or just just seeing the influx of of uh, sailors here, um, you know the the tensions are were already high, and then this this WhatsApp message uh, comes out. It's like one of those uh, mass forwarded messages where there's like there's there's North Korean submarines. That's why they're all here. I don't know about you guys, but my heart sank. Like just the idea of um, how fragile pieces, mm-hmm. how fragile pieces, and like. We're a buffer zone, <laughs> so yeah. anyone who feels comfortable with the status quo and they're like, oh, yeah, we have our military, bro, they're here to fight here. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, none of us, none of us, so this is not a win-win situation for us. But, yeah, just the, the fragility of, of peace and um, to, to think that um, it was just our grandparents who, who experienced all of that and, you know, we shouldn't feel ourselves to be removed from that at all. Like that's a, it's so real. And um, the the same thing goes with uh, conceptualizing oppression and experiencing oppression, um, and realizing that uh, yeah, uh, we have we're wearing we have clothes on our backs. Um, I have a Mac in front of me. I have these microphones that I'm recording this podcast on, but that doesn't mean I'm not oppressed. Like, um, and yeah, just. That that's what that, that instance really blew my mind, like how fragile everything is. So, yeah. right. If I could just, oh, sorry, sorry. You're a good man. <laughs> wait, but wait, wait, super, super quick before I say, no, you're greater. Before I say, what, when was this? When did this happen? Was this like two months ago or three yeah, months? This ago? About two months ago, yeah. yeah. So it was like it was like during January or February or something. February maybe, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So. So yeah, just to just to mention something super quick, just to uh, just also again, it pertains to your original question. What was the question? No, I'm joking. <laughs> joking. <laughs> so so I would say that you know also that this whole idea of you know do chamorro, you know don't you have rights? I would also say again, 
again, very contentious uh, issue is uh, what exact do I do you personally as a Chamorro, do you put your master identity with the American, mm. you know, your American citizenship and being as an American, like probably many of our uh, older, uh, you know, our parents or their grandparents are. Or whatever, or do you identify yourself with the your indigenous identity? And I feel that's the key. And yeah. probably, you know, most of us here, or maybe all of us, identify with our indigenous identity. <laughs> and that's why we feel that we are personally affected and colonized by the United States. Right, because they're oh. still <laughs> seeing this as, but you're in America. Right. Like, you're not oppressed because you are in America. And I'm like, no, 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 you're in Micronesia. You're in Micronesia. It's true, though. Like, do you know where you are? And, like, a lot of people have this idea that, like, this is just an extension of America, and how can you be oppressed by America when you are in America? Right. So, like... It's like, well, how do you think Native Americans are oppressed mm-hmm. in America yes. to this day? Yeah. You know, so but that's like, like, such like a, double it's, oppression. Yeah. Exactly. And it's such an old tactic to say, like, well, you know, civil rights happened. Like, mm-hmm. why should you complain? Yeah, you why does so BLM yeah. matter? It's not like that. you're being lynched anymore. Yeah. I only called you the N word twice. You know, and it's like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. but no, but like, that's, but yeah. that's what they tell tomorrow's, right? And it's like, it's very sad, right? And I think that rally was important because. You know, Sina Carmen is alive. <laughs> it's not someone who, who you know, oh, my grandma told me stories of the mm-hmm. war. Like, I took care of my grandma, and she told me stories of the war. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not, like, history is not dead. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a way of, like, silencing younger tomorrows, mm-hmm. right, and letting you, you know, paint, paint this picture of, like, America the benevolent. And like, oh, we saved you and we gave you all this free stuff. Ask how many mm-hmm. of your other, you know, Chamorro peers, how many funerals have you been to for mm-hmm. servicemen who didn't come home? How many of them are allowed to vote for their commander in chief? Mm-hmm. How many of them were deployed and honestly probably wish that they didn't have to go fight in wars? Not if they're making. Mm-hmm. How many of your grandmas and grandpas can <coughs> tell stories of when their when the jeeps came and told them to leave their land? That's my grandpa. And like, I think there's this disconnect from the personal, you know. Yeah, effects of of what happened, and that you know, World War II is talked about as if like the world was black and white. No, Mm -hmm. it was in color. It happened here. You know, it was like you know, oh, you know, in yesteryear, a millennia ago. It's like no, actually, we still the soil is still is still fresh, right? And it's like there's this, but that's a that's a colonizing tactic to say like, oh, that was that was the olden times. You know, you're in a modern world now. You guys have escalators <laughs> and, and smartphones, you know? Like, there's yeah. nothing to complain about. But, no, like, the our ancestors are still crying out, and they can tell us what happened. And I think, like, yeah, it's such a disservice to say, like, oppression isn't real because we've put a Band-Aid on, like, an old wound. It's like, no, it's still festering. Mm-hmm. And they can talk because they were there and they saw. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, too, like, that idea of, like, landlessness, I think, like, Underwoods for him to say that we have to connect Tatatanu to Guam, mm-hmm. and that yeah. you cannot be the people of Guam if you're not <laughs> on Guam, right? And like, exactly. it, you can be a tomorrow, but that word is tied to a very specific physical place mm-hmm. and a very specific time. Mm-hmm. And I think this idea that like, no, like the new world is is without boundaries, and you can kind of go anywhere. And America is all of us; it's we a need melting to blur pot. All the lines. Yeah, <laughs> no, and that's that's where that's where you go to 
to erase everything that you are and become this mm -hmm. nebulous thing. Mm -hmm. And it's a way to silence the indigenous people who who are still fighting for what's rightfully theirs. Mm -hmm. And it's just, and, you know, it's a way of, you know, convincing you that you're primitive if you reject the newer, mm -hmm. more modern way of being. Mm -hmm. This identity that, like, you know, American should be your primary, mm -hmm. you know, patriotic service to a country that's giving you so much. Isn't that a new thing in the PDN? It's a oh. new feature, a weekly feature. I am an American. Yeah. And it's, like, about all the good things that Americans contribute. And, like, it's literally, like, on the second page of the paper. And it's going to be there every week. And that's one of the problems, too, is that oppression itself is generalized. Yeah. So just because uh, maybe a very narrow, focused form of oppression was dealt with in terms of uh, the law, which, of course, it has nothing to do with the implementation, that's, you know, they're kind of uh, using that to, like, long stroke you know like to generalize yeah, yeah. oppression and everything so to answer your question like yes um, you know some rights are awarded some are not you know and it's up to you to kind of um, begin to see that but to kind of go off of what Manny was saying about like the, the military thing I just saw today that uh, so did you guys read the governor's Facebook post about oh. from his thing from the Homeland Security about uh uh, you know, there's some trouble in the, in you know, Korea. North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. But don't worry. He just said, uh, but all you need to do is remain vigilant. So uh, we have that, guys. <laughs> we have our vigilance. Oh, okay, yeah. This is the same military that, like, let, like, the Canadian people, like, fly their helicopters, like, 10 feet over, like, a bunch of people in Dumont. Like, and we're like, well, we asked them to respect and, like, not fly low. And I'm like, so because you guys asked, like, that was you being, like, like yeah. vigilant about the safety of our civilian population. Like, thank you, thank you very yeah. much. And there's no communication with the government of Guam, so even right. the government couldn't uh, comment on exactly. who the aircraft was. You know, like what country mm -hmm. the aircraft is and from. So just a bunch of people from all over the world mm -hmm. who came to Guam mm -hmm. specifically for an international marathon were yeah. freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's what militarization looks yeah. like. We have no say, yeah. and we don't matter. And as long as their people are good and are mm -hmm. okay inside the gate, then like everybody else shouldn't be complaining. We're a casualty for the greater good. Is that not discriminative? Exactly. Like, you know, for, the, like, for the good of mankind. Like yeah. but, but even yeah. then, like, um, like literally just his the statement from Homeland Security is, um, don't worry about it, remain vigilant, but just in case, if you do see something suspicious, here's a number to call. And I think that people, what I wish for people to connect for themselves is our kind of um, personal protests and like advocacy for independence is that reporting suspicion call. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so like, just. I mean, and like. I'm so exhausted. In regards to. <laughs> <laughs> really, so in regards to what Manny was saying, like peace is so fragile and we're the buffer zone. Like, you know, a lot of people are like against independence because they're saying, oh, you know, without the military, they're going to bomb us, they're going to attack us. Um, right. North Korea is like, bro, they're, the only reason that they're threatening us is because the, the U.S. Right. is here. Like, if, like if they weren't exactly. here, what they have, they have no fucking use for us. Like, they, they would most likely leave us the fuck alone when's the last if, time, the, like, if the China U.S. weren't here. Yeah. Or when's it's the last like, time China invaded Palau? Who the hell is going to leave like their giant-ass country and come to Guam to take us over besides yeah. the U.S.? Exactly. Not yeah, the only reason why we're valuable to the U.S. is because we're so close to these other countries. Yeah. So, like, to these other countries, we're just like, what the fuck? 
Like they they don't they're we're not strategically valuable to them. Yeah. So like you know if we become independent, it's not going to like we're not going to be like jeopardizing our safety in regards to all these other countries. We would literally be more safe. Yeah, we would literally be more safe. <laughs> we would. We could I not be more safe. Safer. Safer. More safer. More safer. More safer. More safe. I know. I'm like, wait, they were here, but people still died and got beheaded. But they were here. Mm-hmm. So. And they knew, man. They fucking knew. They knew that the Japanese were coming. <laughs> why else would they, they take all exactly, of their white people that away? That wasn't enough foresight for them to like literally get everybody on a boat logistically mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. take them all away. Yeah. yeah. Costa Rica was a former colony of Spain, and. Um, I don't want to speak this in some white cases. <laughs> uh, so I'm so fact-checking. But uh, Costa Rica was formerly a colony of Spain. And um, they, and then Spain decided they, had, they no longer had use for them. And then they, uh, you know, they kind of exercised their political right and gained independence. Uh, and um, they had like a very bloody... One thing that's so beautiful and I'm so envious of it is that the people of Costa Rica went through a very kind of bloody civil war, Mm -hmm. uh, even among, you know, even against the Spanish, but even afterwards amongst themselves. And they learned from their lesson of bloodshed. And immediately after, I think it was like a 20 year period, it's the longest period of bloodshed in the history of Costa Rica. Mm. They input, they input into their constitution, uh, a call to abolish military. And so now, and uh, so at the moment, they are a military free country, independent Mm. country. They have some type of sofa with the United States in the case of an emergency. And apart from that, uh, a lot of people feel that they've benefited from it because they're able to use the money that they once used for military purposes to use for environmental issues, their cultural issues, uh, agricultural stuff, you know? And it's just people think that these ideas are so abstract and so ideological, but it's like, look around the world, man, you know? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was just struggling with that for like 30 minutes and I was like oh my god how am I going to get all the soup in here you are a damn genius for everyone listening on the podcast uh, Jesse used a cup to put soup into another cup <laughs> instead of a spoon that's actually a sport Come on, from come KFC on. our official sponsor <laughs> sport, that's why it was fucking me up man, it wasn't a spoon <laughs> Man, all right, guys. We can keep going. Um, well, well, go till, till I don't want you to edit. Well, I'm gonna help you for this. So yeah. We oh, that's true. Till 5 a.m. Shoot, yeah. Uh, you can. Yeah, I got a car no, tomorrow. No, no, no. I think I got it. And yeah, Jess and I have a paper to write. <laughs> well, guys, uh, 1 a.m. is when uh, Ed's uh, midnight radio announcer voice kicks in. <laughs> oh, by the way, could I, could I advertise my thing real quick? Yes, yes, go for it. Sponsored us. All right, so, uh, yes, exactly. Wait, what, what is your name, by the way? Shabon. Shabon? This is a sponsored ad. <laughs> a sponsor ad? It, could I could I get sponsored by you guys? Vanessa <laughs> is sponsored by uh, Pula and Speaks on uh, Facebook and. Okay, <laughs> okay. So uh, if 
I don't know about any one of you. I think I told all of you, but I probably didn't. So if you have a phone right now, get out your phones. Oh, not okay. not to you guys for the listeners. Get out your phones. <laughs> Get out your phones and type in Poolland Speaks on YouTube or Facebook and like and follow. Check us out because in this page, we discuss everything from, you know, nuclear testing in Micronesia to, uh, to what's it, colonization and Chamorro language. Well, I'm working on that right now. So, yeah, and I, I got professional equipment. There you go. Maybe I'll get you guys to do some music. Yeah. Yeah, on it. Because it's a really, it's it's a just like how Fadatsu is a dream of yours and how it is a reality for you. You know, this is a dream of mine to make a YouTube-based slash Facebook uh, education uh, page about Micronesian issues and so on. Okay, Never so. mind about that. How do we tune into your uh, radio love hour? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. So, oh, Poolan Speaks. Um, speaks. Twitter, Facebook. Hongan. Instagram, too. And YouTube, especially. Oh, no, not Instagram. My bad. That's good. Awesome. Hongan, Hongan. Dispensudzu. Poolan. Poolan Speaks. P-U-L-A-N. In case anyone out there didn't already know that. Yeah. Speaks. Okay. <laughs> All right. Any any other plugs, guys? Uh, Shan, John, you guys got any shows going on? Or? <laughs> no. Almonds? Anything? Pizza. She's got pizza. All right. Man, this is so great, guys. Uh, and this is also the longest Fanatsu episode ever. Um, one hour and uh, 43 minutes. But you know what? I don't know about you guys, but I, I enjoyed... I didn't feel like we were running out of things to talk about at all. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we... Yeah, we're all... We're still fresh. I mean... But thanks, guys. Uh, this was... Um, it's been Friday was a very special day. Today was a very special day. It's a very special time to be alive now. Um, you know, this is it, guys. Like um, we we make a difference. Um, whatever you do, like like Ed said, this was this was just an idea I had. I had microphones. I had a Mac, and I knew how to record. And I just figured it out along the way. Um, what can you do to contribute to the movement? Um, you gotta, you gotta stand for something. I think um, you, you can't, you can't just skate through this life uh, not, not believing in something. So, what is it that that calls you? Um, where do you find your purpose in life? Um, if you're, if you're gravitating towards this movement, I mean, still, we're, we're not elitist. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're real. <laughs> we're eating winchel, winchels, uh, you know. But we're just we're just ordinary ordinary uh, loose, um who who contribute in our own way. This is my way of doing it. Um, and thank you, Maddie. Thank, thank you. you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. But you know what? Certainly, um, we're all equally as talented, and we all have our own ways to contribute to this movement. So, uh, hit us up. Let us know. Independent Gohan on Facebook. Thank you. Independent <laughs> <laughs> 
ko sikisinya tafen lak la maulik mokna. Fanatso, hita lak mon.